Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. episode of Believe in Kentucky coming to you courtesy of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one content network for professionals. Go to Believe.com to get this episode. Check the archive. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitch, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. Give us a good rating. My name is Vinny Hardy. We got AG up here, Aaron Gershon with the Cats Paws doing his thing. Check out his top 100 players in the Stoops Era countdown running us right up to the start of the season and we got a qb1 who was here when stoops first got here been on this podcast before friend of the show qb1 jalen whitlow jalen what's going on man not too much man uh usual man football 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 definitely about this time of year so you know just uh staying in the loop not coaching high school ball this year but definitely training quarterbacks and uh you know, just tra- training athletes in, in general as well. So, um, I mean, you pretty much know how it goes about this time of year. So, you know, about that time to ramp it up. <laughs> when you're a week and a half out, what what are usually the the vibes around a locker room when you're get you know it's that close, but there's still that one Saturday in between where it's like, damn, damn. <laughs> it's so close, yeah. but uh, we're not quite there yet. You know. In college, man, you know, obviously high school too, any, any student athlete, it's a lot going on at this time because uh, you got class that just started, you know, so guys are dealing with that, tutors, and, and you know, the young guys are learning how to uh, kind of manage, you know, time and manage their schedule. And that's kind of what I wrote about in my book. Uh, it's a lot of time management that goes into it. So uh, the, the veteran guys, they're, they're doing well. Uh, the younger guys, some of them may be swimming a little bit. Um, cause it's just, it's a lot at first, you know, you're dealing with a full schedule, you're dealing with a full football schedule, you got tutors, you got to make time for life. You know, you can't just be, uh, all football in school, even though that's about 99.9% of you got to leave a little bit of room, a little bit of time just to exhale and, you know, talk to your family and do that type of thing and hang out with friends. But it's, it's busy, man. But the buzz around the locker room about this time is, you know, it's starting to wrap up, you know, everybody's getting their body. Ready and mind ready to go. You know, it's a long physical season, 12 games. So that's usually how it goes, man. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that's the sentiment right now in the locker room, but a lot of positivity for sure for Kentucky. Hey, go ahead and you said you, you wrote a book. So go ahead and plug the book you wrote and, and tell everybody what that is, man. Yeah, well, I wrote the book Prepare. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's for student athletes in college in particular. Um, about managing, you know, time, relationships. I mean, just everything you can think of when it comes to a student athlete having to deal with, uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, have the right foresight at a young age is, is, is not, you know, everybody's not privy to that foresight. So I kind of wanted to give some, you know, student athletes, and this is for everybody uh, that's in college that plays a sport, um, you know, there's a lot that go into it. And it's some things you don't you naturally don't think about when you're 18 that, you know, it'll be good if you think about it, but naturally you don't 
So um, if you could think about it, it could set you up for a better, you know, 26, 27, 28, and so forth and so on. So um, kind of that thing, man. And I also just released my second book. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's just a quarterback uh, help book. And I'm, you know, I got so many ideas and so much going on in my head right now that sometimes I forget I even, you know, wrote those books. So, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's uh it's cool, man. Just trying to stay busy and uh and help. You know, I train a lot of kids in this area. Work with a lot of them, and just trying to help them out, man. And uh things that I didn't do well, the things that you know, I got two brothers that play high school ball. One of them played college ball. One of them that's in college right now. Uh, the things that you know maybe we didn't do well, or maybe we did well, and try to make sure uh, the people that I come in contact with are able to fill those holes so they can have more. A complete experience when they, you know, go through this thing. You such a, such a, you got so much going on that you forgot you're an author. Now that's if if I wrote some <laughs> books, I'd probably be telling everybody. I'm like, Look, check, get my book. I got a second book. You're doing so much. You're like, oh yeah, oh I did write two books. <laughs> so where can everybody get those two books? Right. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, btgqbtrainer.com. The first book prepared is on Amazon, the physical copy. But uh, the physical copy is a little bit more expensive. Uh, on my website, we have uh, both books prepared and signed um, are, you know, digital copies. So, um, you know, you'll get them, you know, PDF form. You can get them Apple Books form, whatever, however you want to, you know, do that, uh, depending on if you're an Apple person or a Mac person or HP or, you know, Android, whatever you want to, however you want to do it. Uh, we got them in both forms. Um, so yeah, you can go in there and get those and, uh, you know, the real easy reads, short reads, man, if I really could, you know, just kind of impart some of that wisdom on some of these 17, 18 year old, uh, student athletes, man, it'll definitely help them out, man. It, you know, definitely help them out. Got a couple high schools in the area where I am right now who, you know, some of their kids are privy to the book. They got them. And, um, you know, I get feedback all the time. Man, I didn't know this. Thanks for letting me know. And they're still in high school. So um, they're going to get the chance to know. A lot of guys don't even know this at 22. As a 22-year-old senior, they, some of the stuff they don't even know, they don't even think about. So it's just, you know, just trying to, you know, again, if I got any information to lend, I, I lend it, man. I don't hold anything back. I think some something that's gotten even harder nowadays for the high school athletes, especially the ones with the college aspirations, is the recruiting process because it's so public. Uh, you know, everyone wants to know all your offers, what you're thinking. What was what was yours like? And you know, coming from Alabama, what were the impressions of Kentucky back then? Uh, were compared to now, they're becoming more of a of a household name. To be honest with you, man, uh, my my recruiting process was. It was pretty smooth for the most part. It, you know, now I say that, but I got, you know, old Miss Kentucky off mm -hmm. like a, you know, maybe less than a week before Saturday, um, back when uh, Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss. But, right. uh, you know, it, it, but for the most part, you know, we, I had a great high school head coach, Coach Jamie DuBose, uh, who's now at Orange Beach High School down in Alabama. He, he was, he was um, phenomenal. And he and his staff, you know, we had a great staff who they kind of, you know, went over and beyond with helping us, you know, helping our recruiting process. We had 30 seniors to sign in my class. So um, they, you know, they went over and beyond. So a lot of stuff we didn't even have to deal with. Um, right. But the stuff that I did had to deal with was, uh, you know, talking to coaches like normal, 
coaches coming to practice. I mean, we had Auburn. I mean, we. I mean, I remember Kirby Smart came by when I was in high school. I mean, we had we had everybody coming by. I mean, we had some we had some you know four and five star top caliber players on our team. So, um, you know, thankfully, you know, and a lot of the guys, you know, I, I was kind of recognized from you know by coaches who were here seeing other people. You know, they were here seeing some of my other teammates, and they recognized me. So it was you know. It was cool, but Kentucky. I remember, um, you know, Randall Cobb was like the first thing that came to mind when I heard Kentucky. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, Randall Cobb, Morgan Newton. I remember watching a couple games, you know, on ESPN and seeing maybe it was a South Carolina game back when I was in high school, back in 2010. Um, I was a junior in high school, and I, I think I watched maybe it was a South Carolina game, or uh, I think it was South Carolina. But I remember. Mm-hmm. Seeing Either Randall Cobb and Cam and uh, Morgan Newton kind of doing that thing, and um, you know I don't remember much from the game. It's kind of you know, uh, you know it was however, tw- you know twelve years ago, but um, that's kind of you know what I remember about Kentucky. And I remember they had some nice blue uniforms, you know Nike. Yep. I was a big Nike guy back then. Blue is my favorite <laughs> color. Um, and yeah, man, and I remember uh, you know they gave me a call. T. Martin gave me a call one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he was like, look, man, we like your film. We just got out of a meeting. You know, Coach Phillips, you know, really liked the film. And, you know, we like what you can do. You know, offering you pretty much what you think about it and, you know, giving me the rundown of what they have to offer and all of that. So um, I never forget, I was in, I was getting picked up from school one day. And he called me again. I was, with, you know, he kind of offered me officially, I guess. Um, you know, and it was, you know, it was cool. I told my dad, you know, that happened. And he was like, you know that's pretty good, you know. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know that. You know, I remember later on that day though, or maybe it was the next day. Hugh Freeze called and offered, um, and then Coach Malzahn, that was at Auburn, got Cam Newton on the phone. And Cam Newton called. Oh man, yeah, okay. Night. Yeah, because <laughs> Malzahn, Coach Malzahn was at Arkansas State. I was committed to Arkansas State twice. Wow. Uh, under 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 two different staffs, Hugh Freeze and and, and Coach Malzahn. But um, yeah, Cam called, talked talk to me for about ten minutes. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm I live, I'm from Alabama, man. I'm you know, at, you know, we had a play on our you know in our offense called Cam right and Cam left. I scored the first touchdown of my senior year on that play. Uh, so for Cam to call me later on that year was kind of mind blowing. Uh, to be honest with you, because I mean, we all know Cam Newton in Alabama is like, you know. He's next to Nick Saban if you're talking about all the football and Alabama football. So, um, you know, that's kind of how it went, man. I ended up committing to Kentucky and signing and everything. And, you know, I didn't even take a visit, to be honest with you. I didn't take a visit to after signing day. Uh, but I knew that that's where I wanted to be, um, you know, from the conversations that I had. And I, growing up in Montgomery, Alabama, growing up in the South period, I mean, it's hard to turn down playing SEC football. Um, you know, I had schools that were on me from the jump. Mm-hmm. And it was just hard to turn that down, you know, as an 18-year-old kid at that time, 17 at the time, really. It was hard to turn down playing in the SEC. You know, every Saturday, that's the only thing that people down there are watching is SEC football, unless Ohio State is on primetime or something right. like that. Um, so, yeah, man, that's kind of how it was. That's kind of how it went. And, uh, you know, glad I made that decision. Yeah, that's – it just means more literally, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean that that's the perfect – that's, I mean, that's perfect. I mean, it really does, though. And people don't really understand it. 
I got friends from all over um, and they don't quite get it. Like, you know, the Iron Bowl, where we're from, during the Iron Bowl, nobody's on the road. Like, nobody's wow. Like, you know, it's, it's like, this is that big of a deal. I mean, even in high school, we played, we played, um, we played Daphne High School. They had TJ Yeldon, uh, Ryan Anderson, mm-hmm. Alabama, you know, both of those guys, I think, still in the NFL. Um, and even some more SEC guys on that team. And, you know, nobody's on the road at, a, you know, because a high school game is going on. Like, it's just literally, you know, it's it's like, you know, we come off of warm-ups and people are, they're standing room only. So, you know, that's that's what I love about, you know, sport too. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's kind of how it is down there. I mean, it's just, it's, it's different. You know, you can go, you you know, I mean, you may have a few places in the country. Like, I know Ohio has good football. I coached uh, football out of Texas for a minute uh, in Dallas area. It don't get much better than Dallas high school football. There's so much money into it, and everybody has yeah. and all of that. But uh, when it comes to, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida, even South Carolina, even Tennessee, even Kentucky, Arkansas. Uh, but I'm kind of biased. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, and, and most of Texas – I, I just don't think you can, you know, I don't think you can replicate. I just think it's that serious. Like people, people take it almost too serious sometimes. <laughs> now, yeah, that's how it is. Now you mentioned Ohio and obviously that's where Mark Stoops is from Youngstown. What were your impressions when he walked in the door in 2013? And could you see kind of where this thing was headed and where now, I mean, this is a guy who every year he could have pretty much any open job he wants. And I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the country. Uh, I think, this is a bold statement, but I think Mark Stoops may be the best coach in the country, head coach outside of Nick Saban. And Kirk, maybe Kirby's smart. I just think you can't, you can't deny, I mean, you can't deny what he's done to mm-hmm. Kentucky. I mean, it's kind of like if um, Franklin from at Penn State has stayed at Vanderbilt. What he did to Vanderbilt was, I mean, you can't, I mean, nobody thought that would happen. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the day when Coach Stoops got on campus, we all met him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like Coach Stoops. I mean, I, I just think he's so real, honest. Um, I mean, you, you, you know how you, you know you know where you stand with him. I mean, it, and it's a good thing because, I mean, you need that as a young man, you know, 18, 19 years old, you need to get an example of how, you know, to deal with relationships, how to, you know, be honest, be brutally honest sometimes, and uh, also, you know, still can love the person and, you know, and, and appreciate the person and, the, you know, off the field, outside of the player. Because trust me, I mean, he coaches hard. We know that. Um, he's, he's a, you know, I think he's a great dude. Um, I remember the day he got on campus, everybody knew that, okay, something, you know, the energy was, it was a shift in energy. <laughs> everybody knew, everybody kind of got, you know, more of a, a serious type, uh, you know, walk about him and, 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 you know, talk about him. Everybody knew that uh, things were changing. And this is not to, you know, discredit nobody on the staff before that because I, I got coaches on that staff my freshman year with Coach Phillips and Coach Sanders that I love. Um, but, you know, it just went down how it went down. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I like Coach Stoops. I, like I said, I think he's probably the second or third best head coach in the country. Um, you know, from taking a 2-10 and 10 team, which we were my freshman and sophomore, we were 2-10, unfortunately, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, Going from two and ten to winning ten games in the last four years, 
No, I don't think most Kentucky fans will sit here and lie to you and say, uh, we probably knew. No, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody, no nobody knew that. Yeah, nobody. I mean, nobody knew that was you know, going to happen. That I, I, I think 2016 and 17 was something fans welcomed, just winning seven games. I don't think anyone thought they'd take that next step. A hundred percent. And, uh, and, you know, I think, I think the thing can keep going in the right direction too. You know, I think he built such a momentum and a guy that you can't deny. It's a couple guys on that staff that a lot of people don't talk about. Everybody knows Coach Vince Morrow, um, great recruiter, all of that. But strength staff, Coach Corey, Coach Corey Edmond, Coach mm-hmm. Edmund, we call him Coach Ed. Hey, I mean, he's he's a huge part of that deal too. Um, Coach Ralph, uh, a part of the strength staff. You know, those are guys that were there when I was there, and you know. They do a wonderful job. I mean, I, that was the best shape I've ever been in. You know, um, that was the you know the you know the best I've ever been as an athlete. You know, when that staff got there, I mean, eating habits changed, everything changed. So, like I said, he you know, Coach Stoops is a he's a very well-rounded coach. I mean, the players love him. He's very good on the field. Um, you know, he like him on and off the field. You know, he holds everybody accountable. Um, but he's he's also not. He's not the guy that takes everything so serious where you can't joke around with him. And, you know, he's a, he's a human being at the same time. So, uh, like I said, I, you know, I appreciate him for what, you know, kind of, cause you know, I'm a coach now. So the mm-hmm. stuff that I learned from him, you know, is valuable. You know, I, I kind of carry some of the same stuff. So, um, yeah. So you say you're not coaching this year. You just, you're doing training. So are you going to, you gonna have a little bit more time to catch your breath, or are you still gonna be <laughs> running crazy, busy, wide open? Yeah, I mean, the weekends are pretty busy. Obviously, kids are in school, so uh, weekends are are usually pretty busy. Maybe definitely Sundays. Saturdays can be pretty. Um, I can have some time on Saturdays, but on Saturdays from August, whenever football season starts, until after the SEC championship game. I cut my schedule off at noon um, because that's just, you know, what, you know, what I do, you know, we, I watch football. Uh, I'm a fo- I'm a college football guy. I don't really watch much NFL. I watch college football all day Saturday and all day Sunday when I have free time. <laughs> on Sunday. I don't even, you know, I just go back and watch games over or I go back and watch games that I miss. So, um, you know, I, I definitely have some free time, but uh, it's, it's usually spent, you know, hanging out with family and we're watching watching football so that's how it goes go ahead Vinny. okay uh is you you struck me last time we had you on as like a, a real student of the game you, you really study the offenses you get into the nuts and bolts we we're talking about liam cohen last year and you talk mm-hmm. about the stuff that he did with the rams now it's a switch. You you being a quarterback and having to know the playbook and where everybody's at. How do you see this new offense under Rich Scangarello coming in from the 49ers? Have you got a kind of chance to to see what this offense is going to look like uh, for Will Levis and these guys that are fixing to run it? Yeah, man. I just got done watching you know videos, you know, and and studying. You know, I don't know. Where I'm, I'm a part of some uh, Google Drives, and I'm not the owner of the Google Drives. <laughs> they have a lot of people's playbooks <laughs> and film in there. Uh, so I looked through the stuff. You know, I was looking through it last night until like midnight. 
uh, stuff that Kentucky's going to be doing. It's, it's his offense. And I know mm-hmm. they're going to do some of it because they did some of it last year with uh, Cohen. But, you know, I like I like where it's going. You know, I think – I do think this, though. You know, they like to run the ball a lot, which is great. you got to be able to run the ball in the SEC. you got to be able to run the ball in football, period. At the end of the day, football comes back to blocking, tackling, running the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing. At the end of the day, all the pretty stuff is cool until the fourth quarter overtime. You got to be able to do the basics. Uh, but – I do believe if they truly believe that they have a first round draft pick quarterback, I think they must open the offense up a little more and let them yep. be first round draft pick quarterback. I think they got to throw the ball. I mean, if you have that at quarterback, which they do, I mean, the kid can throw the ball through a brick wall, 6'3, 230, um, you know, can run pretty well, uh, you know, great leader, right? So if that's what you have at that position, you have to, like, in my opinion, now I know they will to a degree. Everybody has different philosophies, but my philosophy will be put his talent on display. He's the best player on the field if he's a potential first-round draft pick. He is. So let's see it. You know, let's let's throw the ball around a little bit more. They threw it a, a little bit more last year than normal, but let's throw it even more. I mean, you got all of the speed at receiver. You got great running backs, and three of them, three of the running backs are more so scat back type guys outside of, you know, Chris Rodriguez. He's a bully, but the rest of them are scat backs. So in my opinion, let Levis throw the ball, you know, you know, let them, let them get in the gun, you know, all the run play action stuff, make it boot stuff. You know, that's great. Play pass is great. Um, and they got to do some of that. And I love it. But in my opinion, um, you got a guy of that caliber, you know, that's like, you know, it's like, if, if we're saying he's a first round draft pick, that's like, yeah. you know, he's, in the category, it's like a Bryce Young. Bryce Young's a first-round draft pick, right? So if he's somewhere in that stratosphere, you got to let him be what he is, mm. right, and, and, and put his talent on display. I really do believe that, and I know they will. They got good coaches. You know, Stoops is a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Rich Gangarello, from what I hear from everybody, uh, and I know people who kind of know him, um, who you know he's a smart coach so you know if they're you know if they're smart as we we say they are i think they will do that and i i, I truly you know i believe that and i stand by it you know um you know let 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 your best player uh you know especially at quarterback touch the ball every snap let him kind of take you to the promised land if he if he's that yeah, you mentioned it. actually there was a part of practice today that was open to us in the media, and I said we were obviously having the same conversation. You got to let, let a guy like that showcase himself a little bit, and obviously you don't want it to be a selfish showcase where it's just for his draft stock. But he's so good that you want that on display as much as possible. But when you see Will, and there, there's a lot of opinions out there because not everyone's watched every game of his. But you're a film junkie, and you just mentioned his arm and all that. What do you do? You see that first round draft pick in him, or, or do you think it's Buzz? Or what do you, what do you see when you watch Will Levis play? I tweeted I tweeted a couple months ago, and I kind of caught some flat from some people about. <laughs> I, I said that if Kentucky just do exactly what they did last year, wins and loss record, if they do that, or even maybe lose a couple more games. Mm-hmm. If they went, let's say they went eight games and win a bowl game, so let's say. Let's say eight or nine games. If they do that offense, if the offense play well, um, and he does, you know, exactly what he did last year, or even better, which is possible, he can do definitely do better, uh, and kind of 
you drop the interception, you know, touchdown interception ratio a little bit, kind of, you know, yeah. fix that. But I think he'll be the first quarterback drafted. Wow. Because I think when he go when he goes to pro day, when he goes to uh, combine, when he's at the Senior Bowl, I think they're gonna, you know, scouts are gonna see that this guy. I mean, again, six three, two thirty, can run. Everybody raves about his leadership. He can throw the ball through the wall of China. I mean, <laughs> I, like, how, I mean, you gotta think. And also, he only. He's, I mean, he's really green in the saddle. Like, he hadn't had a lot of snaps. So, I mean, obviously he had the whole year last year, but mm -hmm. at Penn State, I mean, he was basically a Wildcat quarterback, essentially. Yeah, he uh, was running more than he was throwing. Yeah, outside of a couple games, he was he was running the ball. So, you know, when they see that and they see all of those things come together, uh, and he stays healthy throughout this year, and they see that in display, pro day, senior bowl, combine, I don't, I don't see how he's not – the first quarterback drafted. And I say that because, you know, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, great quarterback. In my opinion, probably the second best quarterback in the country. Bryce Young, to me, is by far, nobody's on his level. At I agree. Nobody, nobody's on Bryce Young's level uh, at quarterback. He's the best college quarterback I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, he is. And I'm not talking about just physical. I'm talking about what he does from the pocket, how he distributes the ball, the arm angles, the off-platform throws, um, the mobility, everything. He's the best. He's the best college quarterback I've ever seen. Um, and my dad, funny, my dad told me that before the season, before the first game, before they played Miami, and and it ended up being true. He's like, that's guy, that guy's gonna win the Heisman. Yeah. You know, um, but I really do believe that. So um, I think that I think that he is a first round talent. Mm -hmm. But I think this year he has to show first round poise and first round uh development in the passing game not not in the play action game in the drop back passing game i need you know we need to see some progression for me to say he's the first pick yeah. but like i said i do believe that he's the first pick talent you know i do believe that and if kentucky has a good year i think that that may happen i really do believe that because bryce young they you know they're knocking his size cj stroud they're knocking his mobility Mm -hmm. uh, kind of Will Levis kind of got it. He got all. He's got a little bit of everything, you know. So, uh, you know, we'll see. So, one thing you hit on that that's super important with Will is the interception. So he threw 13 last year. That was tied for the SEC lead. And I asked him about this when I talked to him one on one over the summer. And I want to get your perspective as a quarterback. How do you you want to be aggressive? And if the picks down the field happen, it's kind of like a so what. But you also want to be smart. How how do you strike that balance? I I'm always fascinated by that. Because you don't want to take – I'm a Giants fan, for example. So I see Daniel Jones yeah. the last two years with Jason Garrett. They, and his best year was his rookie year when they let him chuck it downfield. Now, the interceptions were there, but these last two years, turnovers way down. But the production's gone because they don't let him do what he's best at, and that's Chuck it deep. Yeah. I think – and this is this is no knock at anybody, but as a head coach, you know, I've always – you know, being a quarterback, I've always had head coaches that stressed – don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball. Over. That's that's horrible advice for a quarterback. Say it once and don't say it again, in my opinion. Because you know most guys are going to internalize that. You know they're going to hold back. And when you hold back, as we know, the man who hesitates is the man who loses. So um, you you know you got to play free. And I think they got to let them play free in these scrimmages and practice. Let them drop back and throw the ball in seven on seven. Let them. I mean, let them do it. Um, 
I had a quarterback uh, in 2018. The kid, he plays for Tennessee now, actually. Um, 2018, um, Gaston Moore, who oh, okay. we, threw, we threw too many, we threw too many interceptions uh, his junior year, hmm. and I had to reevaluate how I was teaching. Um, and the next year, you know, we threw four, and one of them was like a tip. The whole year, he threw four interceptions. Um, and we threw the ball a decent amount for a high for a high school where we were. We threw the ball okay amount. Um, and again, I ne I never really said, and I believe this, the word interception or the word pick to him. I never I never said that. I never I ne I don't believe in saying that. I believe in saying you know you know be smart. Uh, but I never said take care of the ball. I never said interception. I never said pick. And I think it's a it's I think it's it's psychology uh, when it comes to that position. You got to be careful with your words, you know, because it's a reaction position. And if you're not reacting, then you know, you know, you're you're, you're holding back, and you know that's when bad things happen. But I'm not sure if holding back is Will Levis's thing. I just think uh, it's time in the saddle. And it's allowing him in practice, allowing him in 707s going against the defense. You got a lot of time for that kid to um, to just drop back and throw the ball. And I'm talking straight drop back, you know, yep. three, five, seven steps, whatever they're going to do in that offense. I think you got to allow him to do it. That's that's going to be the only way he really develops. Now you played the game, so you will be able to relate to what Levis is going through more than anybody. I've been saying that, you know, at Penn State, you know, he he wasn't used much, didn't throw it much, kind of thrown in as a sub to run and all that. Gets to Kentucky late, misses the spring game, learns the system on the fly, the, got thrown into the fire as a starter, has one season under his belt. So coming into year two, you get a spring game, learn a new offense, I keep saying that the game is going to slow down to, for him this year. Will will that be the case for him after playing a full year of SEC ball, first year as a starter? You talk about we need to see first round production. We need to, you know, he's potentially all these things. We need to see him kind of uh, sharpen a few things to where he can maybe justify the hype he's getting. Do you see the game slowing down for him since he does finally have a year under his belt and he's he's not as green as he was, but he's got a little experience now. You you see things slowing down for him when he does drop back and, and to make those reads? Hundred percent. I, I think I think uh you know he probably feels it right now. You know, I think to get it I mean, it's just you just can't replace experience. I mean, it definitely slows down. Um I remember my first year playing at Kentucky. Because uh, coming out of high school, we didn't—I didn't throw the ball that much. Uh, we had another quarterback, Justin Thomas, who uh, we split time, and he got most of the time, frankly. Uh, and I, my senior, I played some receiver too. So my freshman year at Kentucky, uh, I was always pretty safe with the ball for the most part. Outside of my senior year of college, uh, we had some just bad luck plays too. But outside of my senior year of college, and even then, I was pretty—I was pretty uh, low interceptions. Um, and, you know, when I got there, when I got to Kentucky, things are moving kind of fast. Obviously, it slowed down as you get reps. And when I got to Eastern Illinois, you know, I had so many reps, 
you know, in the pocket. It's just, you know, the game's just different. It's a different game. So definitely the game's going to slow down for him. Um, you know, I think the offense stand similar to what it was last year uh, will definitely help him. And I think, you know, Coach Stoops did, you know, I heard that he allowed Will to kind of voice his opinion when it yep. came to hiring uh, Rich. So, exactly. uh, so if I had to guess, they're going to do a lot of, you know, a lot of the same passing concepts. From watching the spring ball, they were really very vanilla in the spring game. Uh, but I've seen same, some of the same stuff, very similar stuff. They may call it different. They may call the formations different, but it's the same concept. So I think they'll, uh, I think they'll keep some things pretty much the same in the past game from last year because, uh, you know, they come from that same tree in the NFL too. So a lot of stuff are very similar. So I think, I think the game will slow down a lot for them. Uh, you got to replace a couple offers of linemen. That's going to, you know, be key too. Uh, but I think they have the talent at receiver. Now, some of the talent is not necessarily proven, but the talent is there. So I think the game will slow down a lot for him. And, um, you know, if I had to guess, I think he's going to have a big year. You know, if Kentucky offense have a big year, I think the defense is always going to be solid. If they have a big year on offense in the passing game, they, we know they're going to be able to run the ball. In the passing game, when they have to pass, can you pass? That's always been Kentucky's thing, Right. When you have to pass, can you pass can you the ball? They can run the ball. I mean, Kentucky ran the ball. I mean, very good teams in SEC. New Kentucky was going to run the ball. And Lynn Bowden and the running back <laughs> that plays for Pittsburgh, they still ran the ball and was successful. <laughs> we know that's going to happen. Kentucky's going to run the ball, and they're going to run it pretty well. Can you pass the ball when the defense is saying pass the ball? It's going to be the determining – I mean, that's going to be the determining factor if you're going to beat Georgia, Florida – Tennessee, South Carolina, and as we know, the SEC East is uh is quickly becoming the old SEC West with the with the amount of talent and the amount of good teams. So, um, you know, that's that's the thing. But yeah, it'll it'll slow down for them a lot. In my opinion. Now, you mentioned the receivers. The group that's getting the most hype is the tight ends. And how much how much pressure does it take off a quarterback knowing you have that big security blanket there? I mean, and not in this offense in particular. You know, Isaiah Cummins has proven himself. I think Keaton Upshaw has too, even though the injuries are there. And then you have some young guys who are just – and Brandon Bates as well. But you have these young guys too, and Dingle and Caddis. I mean, it seems like they're five or six deep. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched the interview for Rich. Uh, I watch all the interviews because I try to stay on it. And he said that he he wouldn't be surprised if about four guys out of that right. field. So, uh, in my opinion, again, I'm a high school coach at heart. Having a tight end, it's like I know that we're going to be successful. If we have a tight end. How successful? We don't know, but I know that we have a chance to really, you know, cause some damage if we have a, a solid tight end. Mm-hmm. And they have four. Yeah. You know. They have four, and you know I heard the Dingle kid is the best one all around. That's what I'm hearing too. So uh, you know, as you know, as a play caller and a quarterback, I mean, you just—I mean, it don't get much better than that, man. I mean, you got a you got a, a running back who's on all these lists, preseason lists, and he's solid. You know, he's going to fall forward. He's going to get you tough yards. Exactly what Kentucky needs on offense. The the you know the prototypical Kentucky running back. And if you have four tight ends, man, I, and I've been telling people all year, I was like, I've been telling you all year, watch out for Georgia winning it all again. Yeah, Georgia has three NFL tight ends. And the best one in the country in Bowers. And the quarterback is back. 
How, as a defense, how do you stop that? They got the Eric Gilbert kid who I, I watch, you know, I watched him personally. He's from Georgia. I live mm-hmm. in Georgia now. Um, and they got, you know, it's just, you know, but anyway, tight ends are, are a huge deal, uh, you know, especially at this level. And I think they, I think they got enough to, uh, they got enough to really be a problem on offense this year. Yeah, something Isaiah Cummins, not with us when we just had him on the pod, but w- what he was saying at the media press conference last week is they were even l- playing with 14 personnel, which is the four tight end set. Uh, well, that'd be something else. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I mean, on defense, I mean, you you make the defense make a decision as far as personnel, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, um, if you got four legit tight ends and they all can halfway run routes and they can run block, Man, you I mean, as a defensive coordinator, I'm not sleeping at night. That's tough to that's tough to deal with. I mean, you putting everybody in the you putting the defense in a bad situation. So that's uh we'll see how that goes. I can't wait to see it though. I don't mean to it's not gonna put you on the spot because I'm sure you already thought about it, but uh Aaron and I put out on on the Believe Network Twitter, they tweeted out our playoff picks for the mm. four and both of us you know, you got Georgia winning it all. Neither one of us got Georgia in there. <laughs> in yeah, the I. Uh, you got what, Aaron? You got who? Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, yeah. and Utah. Utah is my sleeper pick because they they I really like what they have coming back. They're kind of similar to Kentucky, where they're so physical. But the reason I think they have a chance this year is you got USC reemerging. Where if they could add that win, that's a big resume booster. You got um, Oregon's always there. And then they have the wild card, which is week one at Florida. And I think they're going to win that game because I'm just not sold on Florida this year. I think Napier just needs time to have his own roster. I think Mullen did not do a very good job recruiting um, with that Florida team. So I think those three wins, and if they don't have any you know, stupid slip-ups, it could be the year they finally, that conference breaks through. That's why I had Utah in there. That was my thinking. I was with that. If I was conjuring that cooler. I'm with you on the other three, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. But – I, I think I know Utah's got all the hype and they're the favorite. And for some reason, I got a feeling they're just going to slip up and, and not. I could see that too. <laughs> so I, I got Oregon coming out of there, and, and I don't I don't really buy USC in Lincoln Riley's first year. But at the same time, here I got Dan Lanning as a first year coach finding a way after losing to Georgia. I think wow. he's going to figure it out some kind of way. So that's my four. Jalen, we said all that to go ahead and get your thoughts. You're, you're four, if you had to pick for the college football playoff, who you got represent? You know, you can't – I guess a safe pick would be Bama. Bama's in there. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see – I mean, I, I don't know. I, to be – just I'm going to be completely honest right I watched every spring game that I could watch. Georgia looks – different on the field compared to everybody else. Talent-wise, they, they're on defense, they're faster to the ball, they're more explosive, they're more physical, even more so than Alabama. On, on, on Just watching this, obviously, the spring game is just a small sample size. But from what I see from Georgia, I, I think they reload on defense. Yeah. You know, I think they reload on defense. You got an 18-year quarterback. Um, <laughs> you got you, – I mean – you got like again. You got four tight ends, and there's another tight end that's a freshman who I think is going to be pretty good. He's from this from the area where I, where I live right now. He's he's going to be a good player eventually. Uh, so you got three legit draft picks at tight end. 
Yeah. Um, always going to have a good running back at Georgia. You know they're at least going to have two, you know, receivers that kind of, you know, pop up and kind of take the, the team by storm. Uh, defense, we know the defense is going to be good. We just know. I mean, we, they lost a lot of guys, but they got arguably the best guy that was on the defense. He's back. Um, That's right. So I just don't see how you – I don't see – I don't really see how anybody – be. Uh, I know Kentucky fans are going to hate this, but <laughs> I just don't see how you beat them. I mean, to be honest with you, I just don't – and I think people, people who look from an honest lens, now they could easily slip up. I got them potentially slipping up against South Carolina and potentially slipping up against Kentucky. They never play well against South Carolina. Yeah, I think they're going to beat Florida's head in again. Yep. But I got them potentially slipping up against South Carolina and Kentucky. Potentially. But at the end of the day, talent is talent. You know, and what they have on that roster, I think they're the best team pound for pound in the country. So I got to go Alabama. I got to go Georgia. And people are going to hate to see that rematch. Um, <laughs> I could see I, it. I, I want to see something different, to be honest with you. But, I think everyone does, yeah. But it is what it is. Um, and I, I think my third team is Ohio State. Um, I think Ohio State will, will definitely take an L at some point during the season. In my opinion of Ohio State, I just think they're they're soft. Uh, I, I don't think they I don't think they can compete with Alabama, Georgia. I think I think Kentucky will beat Ohio State or Kentucky. Wow. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't think they're that physical on the defensive side of the ball. I just don't. I don't believe in their physicality. They have all the talent in the world on offense, but I just don't believe in their physicality. I, I'm sorry, uh, but I think you know. With, I think they get in there with a loss because um, they're so exciting to see, and I pe- think people want to see them anyway. The uh, receivers are legit, man. That's yeah. the thing that stands out most for me. Yeah, 100. percent That fourth team. I, always, I battle with the fourth team. Utah is definitely a sleeper. And people are gonna look at me crazy when I see this, but when I say this, but I think there's two other sleepers, Oklahoma and Texas. Wow. I think I think Texas is a, a huge sleeper. They are. I think people <laughs> they're not even ranked, are they? They're not, they're in a coma. Yeah. I think I think I think, you know, I, I don't know if they'll make it to the playoffs, but I think they'll be, you know, if they stay healthy. They already had a couple injuries in camp. Yep. Uh, but I think if they stay healthy, they can definitely make some noise. I think they got a very good roster. Uh, they may not have the depth that those other three have, but they got a very good roster. Um, but, yeah, you know, choose from either of those as your four. I don't think USC can compete right now. I don't think they're physical enough on defense in the defensive line, offensive line. Um, you know, they'll they'll have a good year, but they won't, they won't be – I don't think they'll be playoff bound. Um, but, yeah, you know – and I say this, and I'm not, you know, you know, being a homer right here, but uh, I think if Kentucky can keep healthy, it's, you know, on the offensive line, the defensive line, they got a chance to, you know, do something that they've never done, I don't think. Uh, now, what that is, I don't know. I don't know if it's making the playoffs. I don't know if it's being five, six, seven, eight. But I think they got a chance to really, you know, do something. But it's going to come down to health, and it's going to come down to are they able to pass the ball um, when teams like Georgia make them drop back and pass the ball, right? right? If they're going to stifle your run game some, let's call it a spade a spade. They got better players. Uh, they, they're a physical team. They're a very well-coached team. They're coming off a championship. They've recruited very well. Um, they're going to stop you at some point, and they're going to say, okay, Will Levis, Rich, 
let's, let's, let's drop back and throw it. Can they do it? You know, that's going to be the thing. So, um, you know, and they got, they got to watch out for Tennessee this year, too. I think Tennessee is – That offense is different. Tennessee is another big sleeper. I think Tennessee has the best quarterback room in the country. Yep. Um, so, yeah, those, those are my picks, man. I, you know, probably not uh, most popular, but – Hey, you know, it's got to, you know, ain't – Got to pick who you pick, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. So go, like you said, I'm gonna be honest. That's that's why we ask you. That's why. Yeah. And uh, we was honest with ours, so yeah. We can... <laughs> <laughs> One team you'd left off, Clem. I know the ACC sucks, but Clemson, you don't see it. I, I like. I I don't know who's gonna start a quarterback. I don't know if it's gonna be the yeah. freshman or DJ or what. Yeah, I think that that will thing's over, man. Yeah, you think that's I, over? I think so. I, you know, they're going to get good players. You know, they've done well the past, you know, really 12, 13 years, really. Um, you know, they, they've done well. But I, I don't think – I don't think they're getting the consistent caliber player that they were getting. Uh, I think they're in a very, very weak conference. Yes. Slip up in that conference, you're probably going to take – you know, you're probably out if you slip up in ACC. I'll, I'll borderline take a two-loss team in the SEC before I, or team before I take a Clemson, one-loss Clemson team. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, good roster. But I just don't think they got questions at quarterback. Um, you know, I think they got questions at offensive coordinator. And I talked to – I know one of the biggest Clemson fans you'll ever meet, and he even mm-hmm. agreed that they got to do something different on offense. They kind of been kind of rigid and robotic on offense you know uh yeah, it was not good last year yeah i think they need to develop some creativity a little bit and uh kind of spice some things up on offense but uh new defensive coordinator too so. yeah new defensive coordinator that's right they're uh, both head coaches yep they're going to be very good on on the defensive line but i just don't know i just don't know if they have it have the complete package to you know make the playoffs this year and if they do make the playoffs it's going to be, frankly, because the ACC is very, very weak. That's why I picked them. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the ACC championship game last year was Pitt and Wake. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that should say it all. Though I don't like Kenny Pickett, but still. Yeah. And, I don't, and I don't pick them because they could they, they could run the table in the ACC and still Easy. be the eighth best team in the country. You know, so you know, that's I really do believe that. So I, that's why I don't pick Clemson. I just, I'm just not a believer in Clemson. Uh after last year, to be honest, yeah, that's bad. You know, I'm, I'm just not a believer in them. I just, I think they're, uh, you know, I think you know, you got schools like uh, Kentucky and and uh, Texas, and you know, maybe even Texas and them, which I think is very overrated. Uh, yep, are going to kind of take that Clemson spot. But yeah, yep. Texas and them is so overrated, man. So overrated. I couldn't agree more. I'm glad you said that. They recruit the number one class every year, but the, how many get, they won eight games last year? I think. Yeah, and I think you know and I, I like Jimbo, but mm-hmm. I think he's kind of overrated too. I think I mean if you look at the past, you know, few years, his quarterbacks have been in the bottom of the league in some in, in, in some areas of the country. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, it's just the truth, and I, I like Jimbo Fisher. Um, you know, but I, I just, you know, it's just the truth. I, and I, I'm not a believer in Texas a and I, I think, you know, um, they're gonna be, you know, that uh, they're gonna be on his doorstep after this year. I think I've got them you know? third. I've got them third in the West, personally. I, I really like Arkansas. 
I, I love Arkansas. Arkansas is one of those teams that nobody nobody will remember how good they were this year because they, that, they you know, inevitably they're going to lose some games. In yeah. SEC, but uh, but nobody will remember is you know really how good they were. You know, I think it's going to be that type of season for them. They're going to be really, really good. They're going to take teams to the wire. They're going to beat some teams they may not beat. Alabama needs to watch out. Um, and, you know, I just think they're going to be that good. But is it going to, you know, is it going to, you know, translate yeah. into what it's supposed to be? Right. You know, it's hard to say that at Arkansas because you got to go through a gauntlet. That you know? is a gauntlet. So, you know. We got all kind of stuff in here in this episode, man. Appreciate getting your perspective, your analysis, Amen. your time at UK reflecting back, man. You brought it tonight, Jalen. And we definitely, definitely appreciate having you on here with us, man. It was a lot of fun. No problem, man. Like I said, anytime, uh, anytime we talk some football, man, I'm always up to do that. So, uh, you know, it's always fun, though. I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate it, too. Yes, sir. Awesome. And, and, before we go, though, got to tell y'all about our friends, La Terrain, La Terrain Watches. Um, if you got to sell, you're the point where you need a good timepiece, Jalen, go to LaTerrain.com. Dave and Ben got a great website with a great product. Timeless watches made with pride, built and designed for watch enthusiasts. If you want to go formal, you got to dress up, get you a watch for that. You want to go casual and just, you know, chill, you got to watch for that. They got accessories, got watch for men, women, whatever you want to um look into lotterrain.com is the site they even got a little chat where you can ask them questions before you make your purchase and the owner themselves will answer your questions lotterrain l-a-t-o-u-r-a-i-n-e.com get yourself a lotterrain watch tell them you heard about them by listening to the believing kentucky podcast so and also our friends at a sea of blue this episode will be on their website a sea of jason markham and Streetbull and everybody over there at a sea of blue drew brown appreciate them putting these episodes up on their site so even more people uh that bleed blue can hop on there and listen and like i said believe.com spotify stitcher apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast go on there and you know put a little rating give a little subscription uh five stars whatever you want to do <laughs> put a little comment and, you know what you think about the podcast we'd love to hear from you and We'll wrap this one up for my man, Aaron Gershon, AG, for the QB1, Jalen Whitlow. My name is Vinny Hardy. This has been another episode of Believe in Kentucky, and we will catch y'all next time around. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.